Hello and welcome. In this podcast, well, we'll be talking about how Paul McCartney, a legendary Beatles musician and bassist, um, has essentially adapted his ongoing uh, music catalogue into the 21st century. Um, I'm Mark Murphy, and uh, I'll be joined today by a special co-host of mine, and I'll um, let you introduce himself now. Yeah, thanks. So my name is Marnix Westlink. I'm from uh, Holland. And I host a uh, music podcast and, uh, well, basically got in touch with you through our shared interest in Paul McCartney. And uh, really looking forward to pitching in uh, on this uh, project of yours. So I've been a lifelong fan and, uh, well, I'm 37 now. So, you know, (laughs) I started following him actively since probably the Beatles when I was 10. And, uh, well, I I can register the first album that came out when I really went to the store to buy was Flaming Pie. So that was my basic, my Paul solo career uh, fandom started then. Uh, so, yeah. so is a Flaming Pie a favorite of yours then? Would you say it's your personal favorite McCartney album or? Well, one of the, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll say it's top five. I mean, he has so much, which mm. yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that you boxed this into like 21st century because, you know, or else mm. we would have like probably a, a whole season of podcasts to do. Mm. But uh, uh, yeah, it's up there. It's up there, definitely. Also because of the like emotional value of the first album you uh, consciously, you know, uh, register. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say for me, it, I think it shows sort of the difference in age as well. Because obviously, yeah. I'm a, I've, like, I've been a Beatles fan since I was about ten. So that was about 2010. I 10, 11 was when I got into them. And it took me a while to get into their solo careers because you know, as a kid, you don't have a lot of money to kind of just spend on CDs or whatever. And like, even when I had iTunes money, you know, you could only buy like maybe one song at a time. So I like, yeah. I'd, down, I'd, I'd like, I was having all these random solo Beatles tracks all spread around, mostly John. Paul and George. Um, but then when I got Spotify in about 2016, I was able to just have all these albums and I was just listening to everything, consuming everything. So that's kind of how I got into it. I think the first album I remember sort of getting ready to be excited for, because it wasn't already out, was uh, probably Egypt Station, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. Which is that's pretty quite, recent. It's a pretty recent one, yeah, because there was a massive gap between New and Egypt Station. At least it felt like it anyway. So yeah. I, that was kind of... I, I, I kind of just missed New. I remember it coming out and I remember him playing some songs from that album when I saw him in 2015, but that was just before I really got into like the meat and potatoes of his solo stuff, really. I knew bits and pieces before that. Yeah, and did you go backwards from there or just jump around? It was it was very... Because uh, now with albums, I'm much more like I'll go through an order a lot of time, but I used to just bounce yeah. through random ones. I think one of the first Paul McCartney albums I listened to, just because it was done in the year that I was born, was Run yeah. Devil Run. Oh yeah, sure. So like that again, okay. again, that's a good quite an age difference. Like that album came out in the year I was born, so I was kind of wanted to see yeah. what he was doing in 1999, like what stuff came out. So and I kind of bounced between all the albums very, very, very randomly. I can't even remember what the last one I listened to was. As in, like when I was doing the massive. Sure, yeah. There, but I think it was something like Tug of War, or one that was one of the last ones I listened to. It was very, very random. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I. I, I I think I got some of it, some of his solo stuff, uh, he, he was pretty big in the 80s, and so mm-hmm. his stuff was on the radio near the end of the 80s and 90s, so now I'm from 1983, so I do remember his music being around, and mm-hmm. tracks like Say 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 with Michael Jackson became a radio staple. That's from 80, 84, 85, 86. I think it might be 83 if it's Pipes of Peace era. Yeah, but it's Pipes of Peace. Yeah, yeah that's so true. I think yeah. it's 83. It's around the time of Thriller as well, like just after yeah. that. 
Right. So so I have that. But then uh, really going backwards was, uh, I think, the last couple of uh, years with also with the reissue projects. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, th- and, and then stuff like RAM and like the post-Beatles stuff really became uh, highly rated for me personally as well. Yeah, as, as you're saying about hearing songs as a kid, there was actually yeah. there was only really one Paul McCartney song I heard like growing up as a kid, like from yeah. his current career, and that was Jimba um, Dance Tonight from Memory Almost Full. Everybody's gonna dance tonight. Everybody's gonna feel alright. Everybody's gonna dance around tonight. Everybody's gonna jump and shout. Everybody's gonna sing it out. I do. That was quite yeah. a big song in the UK. Like at least yeah. I remember it being. I remember hearing it quite a bit, and I I had no idea it was him. I just remember hearing the song, and being like, oh, I like this song, and then found out it was him. And I have a vague memory of again him playing that song on like yeah, a, yeah. on a late night TV show. Again, I didn't. I think know. Jules Holland or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, yeah. I didn't know it was Paul McCartney, but oh, that's I, really I, funny. Yeah, it was very it strange. Like yeah, it was yeah, very strange. Yeah. I kind of remember, I had this memory of him, and then. I didn't know. I didn't know. I just knew the song, and I remember seeing him play it live. And then a few years later, I'm like, I listened. I'm like, oh yeah, this is Paul McCartney. What? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like this song from the 2000s that I remember. That's crazy. That's it is. It is. And uh, another question: being like a relatively new fan uh, yourself, right? So the whole Beatles output, which is, I think, very impactful, but a much shorter period of time. I mean, we're talking about uh, roughly 10 years or a bit less mm. of recorded music. With him being a band member, how do, how does this compare to you? I mean, is that just like another planet? Or uh, just in general, just I'm like a again. I think the Beatles' music is unrivaled, untouched. It's amazing. Yeah. But I think I always find what I find more interesting, kind of looking and reading into, is the solo stuff because it's not as talked about. I think it will yeah. be in in you know as time goes on. Yeah. But there's like there's so much there's so many interesting things and there's so many like narratives that. You know, you, you think one thing about, especially with Paul, I think there's these narratives about him that aren't actually true. And then you look into it and you're like, oh, yeah. this is not true at all. Like this guy's, people say that he's, you know, sort of the one that doesn't, ex- isn't very experimental and isn't this and isn't that. And you listen to yeah. some of the stuff, some of the stuff we'll talk about even today. And you're like, this is actually pretty wacky and experimental and crazy. Like, are you, I think it's unfair to, like, I think they're all pretty, all of the Beatles, maybe Ringo not so much, but, yeah. you know, a lot more, they, they did a lot with a lot for music, like even into their solo careers. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're very influential, and uh, mm. I, I think it's it's uh, pretty insane that you know a group which was basically the biggest group in the world and by most people still is regarded that way also brought forth like at least three very impressive solo careers with you know Ringo maybe uh, having hits but being I'll, not as influential. I'll, I'll yeah. be honest though, I'm a, I really enjoy the especially the early seventies Ringo solo stuff. He's had some good albums. He's had good moments. I yeah, think, that's I, true. That's true. And he collaborates still with mm, Paul. You know, just mm. to to keep one of the things which is interesting in Paul. When I was looking through this uh, this time period you designated, uh, how in the end being uh, you know you're obviously a big Beatle fan and also following the solo careers. Mm. So. Uh, uh, but the reason choosing Paul is because of his output now. I think. Or, or is there are there other reasons why you landed on him for your for your project? Um, I think to be honest, uh, obviously you need to keep that sort of modern take. And obviously yeah. Paul's, I think, uh, Ringo is making music still to an extent, but Paul's kind of more on the forefront. I think there's more to talk about with Paul because it's yeah. such a broad period of time. And the fact that I think condensing it down to like the modern era, it's just interesting yeah. to talk about because not many people, I think when people think about Paul McCartney, they don't necessarily think about his modern output, which is a shame because I think it deserves a lot more credit than it's given. 
So you think it's underrated, actually? A lot of it, yeah. And we'll, and we'll yeah. get into the pro- the projects and stuff in particular. Um, sure. I think he's also like he's the one of the. He's not Paul isn't my favorite Beatle or solo Beatle. I'd say I think I'm more of a George Harrison fan. But okay. there's way I think with Paul there's way more to talk about because there's just so much stuff. So I find myself listening to Paul quite a lot because it's like 50 years worth of music. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I can really uh, I, I recognize myself in that as well. You know, I do think that Paul is uh, is probably my favorite Beatle. I mean, mm. I do like John's solo output as well, uh, but it's a bit spottier. Uh, I think George has really strong albums, but uh, for me, Paul just it it it, it hits a, a a nerve somewhere. Just mm. the, the bass playing, the the instrumentation, you know, the create creativity, mm. and uh, you know the the experimental uh, you know projects he does as well. Yeah, I really take a shine to that. So uh, plus, you know, having seen him live a couple mm. of times, that also cemented it for me. You know, so yeah, that's uh, true. I've seen him. I've seen him live once myself back in 2015, and it was oh, it's just oh, great. A, it's just a great experience. Like it's you know, oh, I'm so happy for you because you know, I'm not sure with the whole COVID mm. crisis going on. We had tickets for last year for May, and then in March the lockdown happened. So uh they cancelled the tickets <laughs> yeah the only the only concert i had cancelled for me was um yeah. i got tickets to see um you know uh, elo mm. yeah and I, it was supposed there's to be an a, there's Oct- a beetle link and a paul link as well mm, yeah. it's supposed to be um it's supposed to be uh october 2020 and it like, got cancelled i was absolutely gutted it was like uh, the first first proper tickets where like i'd organized and actually like found, got the tickets myself like i've had it yeah. before where like my parents have like i like sort of got the tickets and then be like i'll oh, like pay them like pay me to pay us the money for it and yeah. i'll be like yeah whatever yeah. but i actually went yeah. on my own accord and like got them and then it got cancelled i was absolutely gutted oh i can imagine i can imagine well let's hope paul paul does one last uh tour you know, i need after to be all vaccinated I need, I need to see him yeah. one more time at least at least yeah, i'll travel <laughs> if it's you know if he skips oh, yeah. holland he comes to uk or germany i'll jump <laughs> i'll travel i'll accommodate I'll, 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 pro- I'll provide you some accommodation if he comes good, to the good. uk show that's, that's a deal s- yeah that's a deal uh, you've heard it right here folks i'll do that Promise made. All right, cool. So I'll say, should we uh, just sort of, should we dive right in? Yes, I'm ready for it. Cool. So the question is, uh, how has Paul McCartney adapted to the 21st century? Um, I think, well, okay, I think we'll just quickly, overall, how would you say, uh, how would you think of Paul's solo career? Just a quick overview. Yeah, yeah. So Paul's solo career, to me, looking at like the first 10 years, uh, he, he does try to really start over and look for that group dynamic again, which is also why Wings exists. Um, and, you know, through the years with Wings, but also in the 80s after, he was always looking for sort of like a partner, right? So he would write with Linda McCartney in the beginning, or, you know, he would write with... Uh, uh, Denny Lane in Wings, but in the '80s he has collaborations with. Well, we we talked about Michael Jackson before, but also uh, like Elvis Costello, Stevie Wonder, met, yeah, Stevie Wonder, and also um, what's it from 10CC? His name is oh, Dave Stewart. Uh, Dave Stewart, yeah, from uh, he's yeah. from near my uh, neck of the woods. He's from uh, Surrey, which is right where I'm oh, from. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, he, he was also look, uh, always looking for someone to bounce ideas off of. And, uh, of course, he does have, you know, work which is totally solo, like McCartney 1, McCartney 2. Um, but, you know, my, my impression was always looking for a, a John Lennon-like figure, right? Not, I mean, nobody can compare, but, you know, just for developing musical ideas. And I think he's he's 
kept on doing this because also looking at his fireman projects, which are near towards like where we're going now, is also collaborating with someone else, with youth, uh, a producer and a musician. So, you know, f for me, it's interesting, this search for, you know, uh, like-minded people and creative people. Mm. It's interesting. Being, mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, be, yeah, being someone who can produce something, a full body of work himself, if he just goes to a studio for a week. Yeah. Well, I was going to say as well, it's it's interesting when you hear about how he sort of works with a lot of the producers, you know, it, on all the albums, especially in the not one, the not, in the 2000s as well, you know, he's worked with like David Kahn, Nigel Godrich, yeah. um, people like that, and the, the other producers as well throughout the albums. It, it, they are almost like collaborators with him, in a sense. Like, there's a exactly. lot of these songs where it's him working and collaborating with these producers. It's not as if, like, he's just coming in, oh, I've got all this stuff, let's record it, and the producers kind of, it's pro like, this. they seem like proper collaborators, which is, I always found very interesting with Paul. Exactly, exactly. And when you look at the choices he makes in this, you can see it goes along with, you know, a, a bit of the like modern popularity. Mm. So an Elvis Costello has his breakthrough and then he starts working with him later on, right? And Michael Jackson mm. starts breaking through as a solo artist, etc. And this is also the, the case for the producers in the 21st century. Right, so he moves along with the with the sound. Um, so maybe he maybe he's not like the person defining sound, like when he was in the Beatles. But I do think that within the confines of modern popular sound, he does uh, look for where where the borders are and tries to get it experimental, not always under his own name, but you know he does consistently do that, from well Thrillington onwards to Fireman to whatever side projects he's done. Yeah. So how how do you regard his you know? Uh, I think well, basically the same question. Yeah. I think mostly overall, it's um, it's 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 very it's very mostly very solid. I would say in in the sense of there's it's there's certainly not not as much of it as is maybe as quite as good as the '80s and '70s stuff and some of the '90s stuff. But like when you listen to it just on its own, because I think people do this a lot with Paul and the Beatles in general. They compare it to this. They compare it to that. My whole thing is kind of just listen to it on its own. Let it take it for yeah. what it is. Don't try and compare it to this and that. And I think it's just, it's, there's some really great work here. I think there's, there's one project in particular that I think really is quite lackluster, which we'll get into. Which is? Uh, driving, oh, from the 21st? Yeah, or, from, the, from, or, from, from the 21st century. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, as, so, I, yeah, I think from, there's not only kind of really one kind of misstep in his career I, I think he's i think what the what he kind of quite often does in a lot of his albums especially the ones released under paul mccartney is is that kind of mixture of like old and new yeah like he'll like he'll talk about and be something from the past in a new kind of sound style or like have a go for or go for an older style and you know it's, it's a mixture of old and new which i always think is really good if you're keep trying to keep something fresh uh, in, yeah. in any form of media like if you'll say if you're rebooting something like a film yeah. or whatever you want that you want some old and new to kind of keep fans who like your old stuff but also bring in new listeners i guess exactly, i think exactly. i think a lot more people would like paul's newer stuff and then they'd realize i think they just think oh it's the old guy from the beatles he should just stop making music but i really think so too i think definitely there for for a certain generation there's a lot to be discovered in his 21st century output um, and and I'm, I'm actually quite curious as to how people looking at his collaborations with, for example, with the Kanye West mm, and Rihanna, and like the, the, yeah, and Rihanna, uh, like probably the average Kanye West or Rihanna listener. Uh, well, don't want to generalize, but most probably they don't listen to a lot of Beatles, right? And uh, I have the same discussion with the guys from my podcast who are a bit younger and listen mostly to hip hop and uh, and R and B, uh, who you know really have this image of him as like old man Paul. 
and uh, it, it not being really relevant anymore. Was there was uh, that meme? There was that meme, wasn't there, about how like, oh, look at Kanye and Rihanna helping make this guy Paul McCartney's career. Like that was a yeah, like, kind of break, breakthrough in at seventy, yeah, yeah, yeah seventy-five, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, he does take it in stride, you know, so I think that's a lot of fun. And mm. I think uh, he looks for creative minds, which, you know, he also did in that collaboration. So, yeah. Yeah. So should we dive straight into the first, uh, well, first, pro first project of the 21st century from Paul? Sure. I'm ready for it. Awesome. So 2001's Driving Rain was released on the 12th of November 2001. It's produced by David Kahn, and the album clocks in at just over an hour. Um, so I guess we'll just, I guess we'll dive straight in. What, what do you think of Driving Rain overall as an album? Yeah. So, well, it, it, I don't think it's one of his strongest albums. Um, you already hinted that it's for you. It's also a misstep, right? And I think looking at the bigger picture, because you've also asked me to think about ranking them, you know, in my head, mm -hmm. uh, which is really good. Taking like this this uh, period from two thousand and onwards. I mean, any, any other exercise would <laughs> probably be a lot of work if we go mm, further back. Definitely. But you know, it it and and then doing that and really thinking critically about it, it it doesn't rank very high for me either what, what i do remember is that uh you know for me uh the last album uh proper album for me was flaming pie in 97 and then run devil run was a covers album with you know two originals on it so i was really happy that he released some new music i mean even then i, I mean a lot of artists just stop after 50 60 either being relevant at all or you know producing any new work so, and for him, I was really interested to see, you know, he's touring, he's playing the hits, and he recorded this with his new touring band, right? So, I, I was really uh, interested to see what type of music they make together. So, you know, the anticipation was pretty high, but the, the end results, you know, in the beginning you have the high of new McCartney music, you know, you keep playing it and playing it, and, you know, just being excited that there's more material still. But then, with a perspective a bit further away... It, it it does disappoint. It has some some nice tracks, but you know overall. Yeah, I'd agree. I think f for me, it's I think the production overall for the not on all the songs, but on a lot of the songs, it's it's really minimal, but not in a good way. Like it just sounds yeah. like it's it sound it like the the, the band sound like you know yeah. we've both heard Paul's live band play before. They sound yeah. way better. Like like I've heard them play better stuff, and I think it, it doesn't it doesn't do his touring band justice on this album. I think a lot of the in, like there's not really many standout like instrumentals or any like moments where i'm like oh wow this production sounds yeah. um really nice i think the album's also way too long i think it's very long yeah. especially considering some of the albums that could have been over an hour like we'll go right back to um, 1973 red rose speedway could have easily yeah. been a, a really strong double album right but yeah, this this true. isn't this should not have been there's way too there's way too much junk on here pardon the pun yeah way too much junk um, no and it's, it's lyrically it's very basic you know, oh yeah uh, with the yeah. one two three four five let's go for a drive 
You know, he does that <laughs> yeah, now yeah, and again, yeah. you know. Yeah. I just, with, I just, with the moon, June, the, the, the very basic mm. rhymes. But then, you know, that's because he has a nice melody in there. Well, yeah. And then this, this he is, doesn't this, pay mm. enough attention to... to, to you know. this, is, this, is, this is what I think, because I'm, a, again, I'm always someone that says, oh, like some of these poor lyrics, oh, yeah, they're a bit sappy and wacky, but, you know, there's just something about them. But with this, it's kind of like, people make that complaint, and I'm like, yeah, fair. Like, there's, you know, some of the tracks that come to mind for me in terms of, like, just the lyrics where you're like, what on earth is, like, you know, spinning on an axis where he's like almost yeah. rapping. Um, yeah. I think I do is a bit like nothing. It's a bit of a nothing song. Um, yeah. Tiny bubble is quite pretentious, I think yeah. as well. Um, yeah. It's annoying as well. Cause there's some songs where the, like the idea is there and you're like, this could be really cool. And it's just not fully fleshed. Like she's given up talking. Like that's a yeah. song that the idea of it is really ahead of its time. Like talk the about production didn't age well at oh, all. Oh no, it's it rubbish. Sounds so Pro Tools, like we just discovered Pro Tools. That's yeah, the thing with the production here, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you know way more about that than I do. But like again, a, a, a song about a girl with sort of mental health issues. Like, that's a really interesting idea for 2001 as well, and yeah. it's really boring. Like, how can you make yeah. a song about something so interesting? Be make it so so boring. Um, yeah. Okay, I, I was gonna say as well. We'll go through some standout tracks, I guess, from sure, the album. Sure. So, so yeah. I'll go. I'll go through mine quickly. Yeah, uh, Lonely, yeah. Road. Looking, Lonely Road. Lonely yeah. Road's a really good opener. I tried to get on with you. I tried to find something new. But all I could um, okay. The opening bass line's quite funny because it's just dung 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 but it's you know that it's I, I i like paul's vocal on it it's a yeah. nice well just pitching in on that right so one yeah. thing i do want to say about this album is the bass playing is really good on the whole album mm. and yeah you yeah, can yeah. really recognize that he's playing with other musicians for this album mm. and that they challenge him right so that he brings his a game so if you just That's... listen to this album and zone out on the bass you'll have a lot of fun and it, it starts it opens with a bass note so that's pretty that's yeah pretty funny that, that's, now talking that's, about it right? that's fair I've, I've given it a lot of uh, stick driving rain but that's that's a very yeah. fair positive thing to say about it um, magic sure. i think is a really nice oh, one nice. Yeah. it's a really nice i mean the first two those first two songs i mentioned lonely road and magic both sort of linda mccartney related tracks as yeah. well which is always nice uh your way that's kind of grown on me a lot recently it's got a nice kind of country vibe to it that's kind of a, a nice little song i think that's quite nice and then the last song i've gone for i think this is definitely my favorite track off the album uh, is your loving flame because when we kiss i think feels the same i could spend eternity inside your loving I actually think that should have been the lead single off the album. I think Ringo's choice to put on from a lover to a friend and giving Paul the idea to do that was, I think Paul should have gone for your loving flame, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I well, for me, uh, we, 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 there's some overlap in the highlights. So your loving flame is basically, it's an order song because there's a version mm -hmm. on one of these UK TV shows with David Gilmore doing a guitar. solo. Le legend. Can I say David, uh, David, you're a big yeah. Pink Floyd fan. Love a bit. Of Pink well, Floyd. yeah. And, and it's great. Their collaborations. I mean, this was, uh, following, on uh, I think Run Devil Run and mm. he also played along with him in the Cavern show with all the old hits so yep. but Your Loving Flame was then already a fleshed out song with him just at a grand piano and then the David Gilmore guitar solo which is a wonderful version How can I hope to reach your love Yeah 
It's a bit overproduced here, but I still think it's one of the strongest tracks. And, yeah, um, I think I'm just kind of loving yeah. the overproduction because the rest of the album's so kind of like underproduced. Maybe that's what sure. it is. Sure, sure. No, I can imagine. Uh, I also do like uh, the instrumental Heather, which basically has one line of vocals. But, you know, that says a lot. It being, you know, an instrumental being one of my favorite tracks, mm. right? I find, I find with Heather, like, it's, again, that's, again, that's one of the songs where I think it's... It's it's definitely not one of the bad songs on this album. It's kind of it's kind of it's one of the better songs on the album. But I think the fact that that's one of the better songs on the album kind of says a lot because it's just kind of piano. Says, it's just piano doodling. True, and true. It, I mean, this, sound, this it, would is, make, it would make yeah. a great B side. Exactly. Say. Yeah, this is like a, a, a traditional McCartney B side, which mm. you then discover, and then it's much better than it should be for a B side, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or you know, looking at his 21st century output, it would probably be one of the iTunes bonus tracks. But here, yeah, but here that's a great way. It's, it's one of the highlights, it. right? Yeah, which yeah, to me says all you need to know, really. Exactly. So, and then I really agree with you on your way, which mm. is you know a great little tune. It really takes me back to like Ram Red Rose Speedway, uh, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, acoustic guitar noodling with the country vibes as well. So. Those are my highlights. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and then one other thing which I wrote about, I mean, yep. you talk about the Linda influence, which is wonderful, but there's also some Heather influence, oh, which, you know, I'm less happy about, you know, like the uh, About You, like the Screamer track, uh, which is written for her. Uh, his his co-written songs with his son, which are spinning on an axis and back in the sunshine again. I think they're both pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And the vocal tracking is pretty all over the place. So... Looking at songs like Your Loving Flame or older songs, they're sung pretty well. Mm. But then, like the basis of the album, which he recorded with the band in uh, allegedly two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's he, sure, it his does His voice show. isn't up to snuff in that period, and he mm. should have just waited until the cold was over or whatever mm. he had going I, on then. I, I do think the general sound of the album as well, a lot of it does kind of remind me of that. You know, the Russian album, Chobo PCCP. Yeah. Again, that album sounds really underproduced because it is, but, but it doesn't really matter because it's like a rock and roll covers album right and it was just sure. it was made in a couple of days but this is like a, a full-fledged release that he's willing to try and put out worldwide and it just yeah i just it doesn't sound like there's much effort which you know I, exactly yeah. i feel a bit mean saying that because like it's, you know it's paul mccartney i'm sure he put plenty of time and effort into this but it just it just seems like it's a bit bit clumsy yeah. this album exactly well i share the sentiment i would i would i would, I would probably say it's my least favorite paul mccartney album if i was being totally honest of, of all the albums yeah, on, honest, I, honestly yeah i would say it's my least favorite I, I, okay I, okay well I, I, for me give my regards to broad street will you know does uh, close, that's a close second probably second yeah, half, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I i love no more lonely nights too much and I, love the, I, lo I love the new tracks on that album. That's the problem that I have. It's the, like I, well, the, the yeah, stuff. I the do. stuff that I like on, on Broad Street is like some of the top tier McCartney stuff. So that's kind of whereas like I don't know. That apart from like "You're Loving Flame" is a great song. Is it quite top tier McCartney? Sure. Probably not. Just outside. But yeah. that's kind of yeah. why Broad Street's a little, like a little bit better, but not by much. Uh, you make a good point. You make a good point. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll have to re-listen now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Get back on Broad Street. I never thought I'd yeah. say that to anyone, but you might well, have to. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> right. Do you want to hop now into Chaos and Creation in the Backyard? Definitely. Yeah. So uh, released on September 12th, 2005, um, produced by Nigel Godrich, who, uh, well, I know him mostly from producing a lot of the Radiohead albums. I love me yeah. a bit of Radiohead, but I'm sure he's done some other stuff as well, but I can't say I know much about it. Well, mostly Radiohead and Beck. You know, Beck. But, uh, so I don't yeah. know much Beck, but I know I've, I've, no. you know, I've heard good things about Beck, but don't know yeah. too much. Well, his Radiohead output is, you know, classic. I mean, okay, computer, uh, I think. Collaborations. I'll say, okay, computer, I think is one of my all-time favorite yeah. albums. Yeah. Period. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing what they've done together. So, you know, it's it's great, great collaboration. Just mm. just his name would, you know, pique your interest in because you know the the Radiohead style is is pretty far away from McCartney's mm. usual fare. Which is mostly more upbeat and and positive. When Radiohead can get pretty dark at times, which you know I love. But oh yeah, I was thinking, what are they going to do? <laughs> oh exactly, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think uh, just just in general, it's it's for me. This album is just really pleasing to hear. I, yeah. I, I, I it's, we talk about how I was talking about how Driving Rain is like probably my least favorite. This one, we hop right into the next one. This is probably one of my favorites. Like, I'd probably yeah. put it maybe as my second favorite Paul McCartney album. I love this because we get we get so much vulnerable Paul McCartney lyrics, which I think they're not done often, but when they are, they're oh, it's brilliant. And there's so much of this on this album. It's not entirely depressing, but a lot of it is. And I think the best stuff on this album is the sort of more depressing stuff. But I don't know about you, but that's the way that I, I feel on this I album. I totally agree. He's really open, really honest. Uh, really mature lyrics, which you know sounds sounds strange to say maybe, but you know it does uh, feel more thought out. And the whole thing is, you know, he, he had a lot of trouble accepting the whole production process on this album because he and and Nigel Godrick bumped heads a lot during the recording. But this is the whole John Paul dynamic going mm. on, right? Where John says, "Well, this is Granny music, you know. Uh, mm. I, I ha- have another go at it. You know, try say, again." I was gonna say, I yeah. love the stories of like hearing that. Like, because even some songs that were featured on the album after this, "Memory Almost yeah. Full," some of them yeah. were to bring brought to Godrich, and he was like, "Nah." And I'm I'm, I'm glad. Like again, a lot, as much as I love some of the songs of "Memory Almost Full," mm-hmm. they I think the, the 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 track selection of "Chaos" is is really good. I, I, it's there's, really, there's, really good. The fact that "English Tea" is probably the weakest song aside from the like sort of instrumental right at the end the fact that yeah. english tea is one of the weakest songs of the album to me says a lot because there's still a lot to like about there's something to like about every song which yeah. is is you know that's not always the case with paul's album seems some of his best there's maybe one or two tracks where you're like mm, maybe swap it in for this one but honestly the whole chaos and creation sessions are just really yeah. really good there's some exactly. great stuff and i think i think they made the best the best editorial decisions they made about you know the b-sides around this mm. album which are also really strong oh, tracks yeah. like i'm thinking of summer of 59 and uh comfort, she's com- so beautiful comfort of love comfort I love. of love exactly so but I, I i wouldn't swap them in and then no, with no. a lot of the other albums around this period there there might be you know some extra tracks which would have made the album stronger to me mm. if they'd replaced them, right? So the, I, I really agree with you. The whole sequencing of this album, the whole track list, it's, you know, not a short album. Okay, I don't know what the total length is, but 
Um, it's just under 50 minutes, I think. It's Yeah, so, you know, but it moves for, for 50 minutes. It just oh, keeps me hooked in each and every time. And, uh, you know, I think, I think there are some real, uh, like, maybe top 10 top 20 paul tracks overall mm, in here definitely stuff like jenny wren mm. uh but also other stuff you were talking about the vulnerability with uh uh writing to vanity fair but also at the mercy which now he does a wordplay which really m- works you know mercy but also mercy Liver- liverpool merseyside yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that, that's a clever like a really clever one mm, you know very he, subtle he, he tries like, this lot, more often people, but it's I'll really subtle so- I'll say some people wouldn't even notice that, but I think as well with Chaos and Creation, it has a it has a quality that a lot of like some of my favorite all time albums have. Where it's yeah. each time you listen to it, you kind of and like a new song kind of captures you, and you're like, oh wow, like yeah. I've just gained a massive appreciation for this song. Like, if I was to even try and attempt to like yeah. say rank the track order of like which which tracks I think is the best and the worst, I think each time I listen to the album, I think it would change. Yeah, so like when I look, yeah. when, like for example, I'll tell you my standout tracks for the album. Yeah, there's, sure. there's so many. It's nearly the whole album. I'd say. Fine, yeah. <laughs> fine, fine line. How kind of you, Jenny Wren. Friends to go. Too much rain. Riding to Vanity Fair. Follow me. This never happened before. Um, anyway, as well, but I didn't put that on the list. But I should have done. Oh. Um, anyway, I feel like, it's like a really, I, yeah. really strong McCartney ballad. Oh, it's, it's, you know. Mm. Yeah, compare that with your loving flame, then you're, you know, you yeah, see the difference, exactly. right? Exactly. I think uh, if I was to pick a favorite off it, I'd, I'd say Ryan Devani to Fair is probably my favorite off this album, personally. There was a time when every day was young, the sun would always shine. We sang along when all the songs were sung, relieving every line. got great dark lyrics it's got that kind of haunting production the fact that yeah. it's really kind of mellow and it's not well initially it was supposed to be quite an aggressive loud track but the fact that it's slowed down it's it just comes yeah. across as much more sinister i think that's this is generally one of my favorite um mccartney songs ever wrote into vanity fair i think it's, wow. it's so so good well i i totally agree i think it, uh, the production really holds up the album sounds amazing his voice is beautiful on this album just really his vocal delivery is really uh delicate and and and, and really uh um, like you know like like he knows what he's singing about and he's really thought about it before you know pr- pressing record so that's great um i think for me looking at the tracks you know, I, I also like, if you compare this to uh, looking at Flaming Pie, right? Which is, right. you know, there's a lot of Beatles influence on, on Flaming Pie, but it's really obvious, right? With the acoustic mm, guitars, and then you true. have like the the approximation of the Beatles sound through the Jeff Lynne production. But then on this album, there's also a lot of that, but it's really, really subtle. That's true, so, yeah. S- stuff like Friends to Go. I've been sliding down a slippy slope I've been climbing up a slowly burning rope, but the flame is getting low. I've been waiting on the other side for your friends to go. Stuff like Follow Me, right? Those are really beatly acoustic tracks, which really, it, it, it sort of like feels like Rubber Soul to me, even though it doesn't really sound like Rubber Soul. So, hmm. you know, I, 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 I like that about the album as well. I think my highlights would be uh, well, at too much rain. I really, really oh, like that course, song. Of course, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really beautiful. So, and um, I like anyway as well the ballad. 
Um, I like Fine Line just with the video with him playing all the instruments, mm -hmm. which is another thing. This was basically McCartney three until McCartney three came along. Yeah, I think it's. I think right? it's. Yeah, it's. I think what kind of in the end makes it not really like those in the end because we've got cause now that we have McCartney three. I think we can kind of say that it's it's that more homely. Exactly. Vibe. I think that's kind These of now orchestras. That's and, what's you know. defined what makes a McCartney album now, which I think exactly. we didn't really know before. Which is why I think people at first were like, "Oh, Chaos is a McCartney three because it's all homemade. It's all like made yeah. by Paul." But I think it's also that more that like homemade at at home vibe. Definitely, definitely. You know, and and uh, also the uh, uh, the spontaneity, spontaneity yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of McCartney one, McCartney two. Which now on McCartney three, you hear what happens when he does that when he's like seventy seven, seventy eight, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but no, this is one of my all time favorite albums. It's up there with Ram. It's oh, up there sure. with you know. I'm really partial to Tug of War as well, but you know then. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just, just, uh, just, just misses out on being my favorite McCartney album, but not my bunch. Yeah. I'd say it's probably my All second right. favorite. That's great. Right. So, uh, memory almost full. Let's get into yeah. that one. I hope it isn't too late. Searching for the time that has gone so fast. The time that I thought would last. My ever-present past. So it's released on the 4th of June 2007. Uh, David Kahn comes back uh, after Driving Rain. And to be fair, this uh, Memory Almost Full, I think, is another, it continues the streak very well. I have a lot of, I always forget how much I really like this album until I, until I listen to it. Until I listen to it, yeah. Yeah, it's a really fun album. Like, it's again, it's that, it's a perfect example of like that old and new. Um, yeah. like, you know, ever present past is a brilliant example of that. Cause it's him reflecting on his life and that kind of thing, but it's got that kind of newer pop kind of vibe. And then you've got like the end at the end, which is, you know, again, sort of addressing more yeah. modern issues for him of like him getting old and that yeah. kind of thing. I, again, I think this album, it's, it's, it's gone a bit under the radar. I think, I think when it came out, it was, again, I don't remember it too well, but the consensus that I get is that it was pretty well received by everyone when it came out and it's kind of not, it doesn't get as much. It doesn't get as much chatter as I think maybe it should, personally. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, when it came out, it, it, it was a, quite a big hit, you know, and it came out in different versions as well with mm. bonus tracks, stuff like that, you know. And I remember going to the record store and buying, like, the version with the extra CD with the bonus tracks in private and so blue and 222 and stuff like that. And the videos as well. There's a video for, you know, Dance Tonight and for Ever Present Past and even for Nod Your Head. Mm. So, you know, but, but the one thing that didn't age well to me, which is I really hope um, with his, you know, uh, remastering project that he's doing now on all his uh, archival, uh, his old albums, like the McCartney Ar Archive Collection, is is the mastering on this is... It's pretty horrid. It's it's really brick walled. So what what that means is that you know everything is as loud as the other thing. Mm. So if, if you would look at a waveform of the songs on this album, it would be like just a a big block line because everything is is loud as hell. And and this mm -hmm. is called uh, the loudness wars, which was going on in those years. So it's a bit also David Kahn's fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, fair, why fair. I wasn't happy that he was back now, and mm. you just spoke about how chaos and creation uh, feels to you, and how the sound is. So there's much more dynamics in that sound. So when it goes soft, the volume mm. will also go down a little bit. So you get more emotional effect when something goes louder, right? Yeah. For yeah. Uh, example, the instrumental break at, at the end of "At the Mercy," when the guitars come in, you have these this follow-up of chords. You know, just 
sort of pops out at you. So I really wish that one day he would remaster this, but you know, regardless of that, I, I really love this album as well, just on basis of the songwriting and the experimentalism, and uh, you know, he, he the medley. I mean, this was the first mm. time in a long time that he did a medley again, uh, starting with uh, you know about vintage clothes or maybe gratitude. It depends on where you want to start, but then everything uh, rolls over into each other, which is really cool. And then also the theme you touched on with Ever Present Past and uh, The End of the End, which, uh, like the opening of the medley, Vintage Clothes and That Was Me, is really about the 60s and about the Beatles as well. You know, That Was Me in the cavern, in the spotlight. So, you know, I think it's a special album. Yeah, Yeah. again, I think as well, there's some nice little, again, we talk about the old and new, like there's just a ni another nice little nod back that I've kind of realized well, in terms of the sound of some of the tracks. Like you've got, again, those like more contemporary sounding ones, like Ever Present Past, yeah. for example, um, but then you've got songs that are like Only Mama Knows, which is much more that kind of done in that kind of uh, rocking kind of like Wings yeah. Junior Farm, Junior's Farm kind of style. That, that's again that's one of the highlights of the album for me i think as well the, the highlights i would have from memory almost full um yeah dance tonight has a special place in my heart as, as i mentioned yeah. earlier um it's not it's definitely not the best on that album but it's, it, i think it's a lot of fun um ever present past only mama knows you tell me's really um grown on me in the last i'd say year yeah. or so that's probably one of my favorite tracks um house of wax i think is incredibly underrated i remember showing i remember just playing this once around my uni house and uh yeah one of my mates who you know he you know, we, you know, he doesn't, you know, listen mu to much of the same type of music as me. But we'll exchange songs sometimes. And I was playing House of Wax, and he was like, "Oh, what's this song? This song's really sick." And he was, I was like, "Oh, it's a House of Wax by a Paul McCartney." So that's what I mean. It's you chuck on yeah. certain, so it's 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 interesting to see certain people just sort of hear a Paul song out in the open. Almost, it's kind of almost something we keep hidden away amongst us. Overall, kind of, but if, you know, when I play a bit of Paul at times, you know, House of Wax, I always find interesting. That's a song that captured one of my mates and was kind of like, "Oh, this is a really sick song." Um, oh, that's interesting. Mm. It also has those Pink Floyd vibes a bit. So you know, I think that's interesting with your mention earlier. So, mm, it does. Yeah. And then um, Mr. Bellamy, I think, superb. It's a shame Tom yeah. York didn't play on this track because... Was that, that going to happen? I think yeah. that was the track. I think there was, I believe that there was um, Paul McCartney wanted Tom York to play the piano on um, on this track. But I think to for Tom York, for whatever reason, was like... No, it's such a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. That would be, a, I think, a great collaboration because, you know, Radiohead is indebted to... Basically, Karma Police is like a day in the life rewrite. So, Ooh, you know. Yeah, very, very similar. Again, you know what? Yeah. Maybe maybe one of these days we'll get something like Tom York and the Fireman. You know what I mean? That would be... They could do more, an electronic... That, yeah, be, they could do so a dance good. I want collaboration. That. I want yeah, that. I want right. that so much. And uh, the I end of the... the I'll say, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and sure. uh, the end of the end as well. It's the last track that I want to say as well. On the day that I die, I'd like jokes to be told And stories of old to be rolled out like carpets The children have played on 
stories of old. That's okay. a great track. That's a yeah, great track. I, I'll, I'll, I love I'll that. link back to that track later in discussion of one of the other albums. But you know, I do really like that track. It is, it is, you know, in the he's very conscious of what he's saying on this album, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that for me is a difference with, uh, like, for example, Chaos and Creation and some other work we'll get into in the coming albums. But he, he's really thinking about his image w with writing these songs, which is okay. I mean, it's very, you know, in, in the uh, talking about other people or, or figures in your songs to uh, articulate your own emotions like Mr. Bellamy, I like it up here, looking down, stuff like that I mean, you can see a lot of parallels with his life or stuff going on with him at that time, and then in uh, Chaos and Creation, he just talks about himself instead mm -hmm. of someone else Yeah, right? and this is a theme that also recurs throughout his whole output uh from you know 70s onwards so but i do like that style and uh you know i'm very partial to even though it has like this abc rhyme scheme see your sunshine something uh, I want her so bad it makes me so mad I mean come on but you know the bass playing and the harmonies on that song are just amazing I mean and and I read an interview that he sat down with his bass and he tracked the song you know with the harmonies and the other instruments and then he just started noodling on his bass and just going for it and just like stepping into uh, like he described it like going a, a bit back into the past and and really feeling his way out through the song and you know it's 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 like the star of the song the bass playing well, so yeah. I, I do really love that on the see your sunshine um i also really like mr bellamy just because mm -hmm. of the concept and the way he plays the whole song which is basically a, a lot of one-man band songs on this as well except for the recordings from 2003 which didn't make chaos, but uh, everything that he added on later mm -hmm. is mostly uh, all played by himself. This includes Mr. Bellamy, and it also has this like nudely experimental outro. Without you. makes me think of uh, stuff like uh, the outro of Magical Mystery Tour. Our lovely Rita, right? So, mm, yeah, 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 yeah I really good, like that. I'd, I'd never thought of that like that, but yeah, yeah it's that's, a whole throwback yeah. for me, right? So, uh, yeah, and I really like uh, uh, like the the well, it's this is cheating a bit, but you know the the first part of the medley, vintage clothes into that was me into feet in the clouds. Mm. I think that's really really cool, you know. Feet, oh yeah, so that underrated was me, really medley. stomps, and then the the vocoder thing which he does with feet in the clouds with the finding mm. very very hard. That's amazing. Yeah, I was listening yeah, to that yeah. today to prepare, right? And I was just like, "This is this is really great." 
just, this is what I mean. Like, so cool. I, I, I don't go, I, when I go back to Memory Almost, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll chuck on Memory Almost. And then I'll listen. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. I forgot yeah. how good this was. Like, exactly. that's it's one of those albums, man. It's kind of like because a lot of the stuff or some of the stuff comes from the Chaos sessions. Like, Memory Almost Thought is almost kind of like Chaos and Creations, like yeah. kind of funner, younger brother. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's a bit more. Yeah. It's a bit. Yeah. It's got a bit more like sort of punch. It's a bit more energetic. Maybe yeah. a bit, as you said, maybe a bit too loud at times. Yeah. But it's, well, that's I, a I problem think, they can uh, fix, right? Because he did exactly, remaster exactly. a lot of stuff up, up till yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And flame, the new Flaming Pie they were, had also a bit of loudness problems, but they really fixed that. So if mm, you the compare, vinyl I have sounds great. Yeah, if you compare the new, the, the remastered release of Flaming Pie with the original CD, it's amazing what they've done. So, you know, I'm holding out hope. Yeah, I'm, like I guess I said, like, like cause, because it's fixable, it's kind of like you're willing to get, you know, see if future exactly. re- releases can do it now okay i'm really interested to talk about this one um yeah electric arguments uh from the fireman Essentially, well, it's it's originally it for, they formed in the nineties, wasn't it? It was Paul and um, Youth, who's a producer. I don't know too much about Youth's uh, product like work outside of the Fireman. To be yeah. honest, do you know much at all? Uh, yeah, well, basically about Youth, uh, there's this band called Killing Joke, which is a bit more underground, and uh, he plays bass for them and he's founding member but he also does a lot of uh, additional production for people and mm. that's everyone from like crowded house to uh faith no more to you know uh the cults yeah so so he he does a lot of studio work and uh mm. well also let's see the verve he did production for the Verve. They're pretty, oh, okay. pretty big as well. Yeah. So yeah. you know, he's really a, 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 like a studio behind the scenes man, and I think that that is where their minds meet. They're both mm. bass players, but they're both really very good in the studio and really creative in the studio. So, but it started with uh, him basically remixing the originals, uh, like tracks from Off the Ground. Right, because their first collaboration came out in 1993, and uh, you know all the tracks that Paul did for Off the Ground, uh, Youth took like separate vocal and instrumental tracks from all these different songs and made this into this like one big music palette. Because the first album is basically mm. variations on one track. And then for the second album, uh, they, uh, which is called Rushes, uh, they collaborated uh, much more intensively. And th- this is really album listening to it, where you can see them, uh, you know, working out their electronic production style. basically the whole second half of electric arguments is really the first half is songs and the second half is is mostly experimental electronic production mm. i'll say because what yeah. do you think of um the fireman's because i've not really listened to all of the 90s stuff yeah. i've heard bits here and there because it's it's quite different to the kind of music that i usually consume so i yeah. don't have the, the greatest appreciation for it yeah um i, I kind of the electric arguments like you said it's more of a fusion of 
the 90s fireman stuff and then combining sort of more what you expect Paul McCartney's music to be like with sort of vocals and that sort of thing. Exactly. Um, it is. So, you know, if I would recommend, I mean, Rushes is interesting because it has the most musically interesting uh, ideas going on. And mm. uh, I, I mean, the first album is really, it's, it's, it's really hard to find as well. And Rushes is just, you know, on iTunes and Spotify. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a great instrumental album. It's great for, you know, if you want to do some studying or you're working very concentrated on something, and you, you can throw it on. And it's like a great extra project. But, you know, with uh, Electric Arguments, that's where Paul really, uh, you know, takes his experimental impulses and really throws them out there. And, and, and mm. well, everything in the kitchen sink, basically. So I really like the direction they took. Oh, yeah. It's As I said, it's it's nice to see him kind of bring back an, an old project i mean it'd been about just over 10 years roughly yeah. but it's nice to see him bring back an old project with with like a twist on it um it's some of his most experimental stuff i think like yeah. that i've that i've heard paul do i think it's it's some of his most underrated work i think of his later career like i think as i said as a whole i think his output recently is quite underrated but if i was to say which is the most underrated i'd maybe say stuff from electronic argu electric arguments because not many people you know, I doubt many people would know who the Fireman are. Yeah, um, but I think there's some there's some really great stuff. I, I think it's 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 definitely worth a listen. It's it's a nice fusion of that electronic music of the Fireman, but some of it sounds kind of almost like indie. Yeah, stuff I definitely as well. agree. I definitely very agree. very indie in parts, like yeah. especially the first half of the album. Yeah, definitely. So if you listen to a song like Two Magpies, it could be like maybe a Grizzly Bear or Bon Iver song, basically. Mm. Right, but just the way it's recorded as well, you hear kind of hear the tape hiss going and stuff like that. I saw two mud pies, a girl and a boy. So, uh, you know, it's, it's for me getting into the album. Uh, the biggest problem for me was that it, it's not really balanced. So like I said, the first half are like real songs. And then mm. the second half becomes mostly instrumental with Paul McCartney chants over it. And uh, it took me a bit longer to get into it. Right. So the structure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if he maybe if he, you know, uh, did, did like a song and an instrumental and then just. Uh, yeah. So maybe if he'd uh, if he'd mixed it up a bit more. Yeah, it, it, it would have caught on quicker for me. But, you know, I do really appreciate this album in the end, and mm. I really uh, take a liking to it now. I mean, it takes a bit longer. The songs are longer. They're like five minutes, five and a half. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a bit more work to get through. But uh, if you do, it, it, it's really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general, I think as the album does tail off towards the end. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, you could maybe cut, a couple of tracks from it especially maybe like the last couple of tracks because it's about 15 16 tracks on here um yeah. it's, i mean it's only about an hour but i think you could maybe cut back a couple of tracks but i think the first half of the album especially is really good um i there's there's so there's a nice variety as well like i think the standout tracks that i'd that i've noted down here is um nothing too much just out of sight um yeah. i really love that really bluesy vibe sing the changes is probably the most known song from that but it's really really good um dance till we're high i think is really brilliant Dance to 
and uh, lifelong passion. I think all those songs, they're also really atmospheric. I think they're some of the most atmospheric Paul McCartney stuff. And I was listening it to listening to it today. I forgot yeah. how how weird it is at times. It's really like there's, weird. There's the weird, second half. Yeah, I was listening to like the head, even to songs like Nothing Too Much Just Out of Sight, like listening with the headphones I've got on now. Yeah. I can sort of hear like little bits of like Paul, like, pop, 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 like in these like really yeah. weird noises. It's, it's bizarre, but it, it's a really good listen. As I said it, it does tail off towards the end, but it's yeah. it's it's definitely one of the better things he's put out I think recently, and it, it deserves more traction for yeah, sure. I definitely agree. You know, I mean, it, you'd need to just listening, going into it, if you have the right mindset, you know, realizing that it's largely improvised. So a lot of the mm. lyrics, the whole point is like word association. So you don't yeah, listen yeah. to these lyrics for them being like really strong Paul McCartney lyrics, but more like, uh, uh, more like a freestyle rap, basically. But yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. With, with a pop song, which he does, and then sometimes he forgets to write real lyrics afterwards, which is why we sometimes get some weird stuff on his other albums. Mm. But here, yeah, yeah, it yeah. really works for me. And then also the concept, you know, reading a bit more about it, they so they recorded 13 tracks, and they recorded a song a day, and this period was spread out. So they would come together for a day, record a whole track, just take the day, and, you know, youth would maybe finish up stuff like that and send it over... But, you know, the basic tracking and all the elements that you hear in one song is always what, done in one day. So, you know, that concept also adds to it to me, right? And, um, yeah, so I, I really like Two Magpies. I think it's like, um, yeah. a, like a, a really twisted take on his traditional acoustic guitar instrumental. It's like he always has a song like Great Day or, you know, even, even Find Your Way. It's a, like it's a theme. Like every album has one version of this. But then here it's really weird. <laughs> so I really yeah. like that. Um, I also like uh, Light From Your Lighthouse. Now, this is a take on an old gospel uh, song. You know, he uses his old man McCartney vocals, like a really low vocal mm, and this yeah, sort yeah. of sing-along thing. Basically, also makes me think of stuff like, uh, you know, maybe even like a yellow submarine, or like he likes these traditional chants, right, and these sing-along mm. stuff. So I, I think that's a really fun song, and uh, because he flirts with gospel now and then, songs like "Gratitude" from uh, "Memory Almost Full," yeah, yeah. and also some of his work with Elvis Costello and that uh, mm. "Flowers in Dirt" album. So you know, he, but here he just outright goes for it and takes an old gospel classic and just like upgrades it with the McCartney style. So I really like that. Um, yeah, Traveling Light, that will be another one for me, which was mm. uh, underrated previously because I would listen to Sing the Changes and Highway, and this was always like stuck in the middle. But you know, on the on the re listen, yeah, it stood out. 
Yeah, I, th- I think just in general, uh, there was a transition. Which one is it? I believe it was the one song to the other. I think it yeah. might be from Traveling Light to something or something into Traveling Light. I can't remember. I'm sure you know yeah. the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm There's thinking some really good transitions. Yeah, there are, there are several. And that's the whole thing. You know, in the beginning, mm. the album sort of like mixes together. And I, I really had to look over today listening like, okay, what track are we on? Right, Because they do tend to blend. But then mm. it, well, in the end, I think it's a... It's a uh, strength, right? So yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. it's good that he he chose to do that. It's just you need to do a bit of more active listening uh, going into this album. Or basically, like you said it already, right? This is a headphone album. This is like, oh, you know, yeah. if you have like a hangover on a Sunday or whatever, just, you know, pop on those headphones and, and put this on, you know, have a cup of tea and uh, yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. enjoy the ride. Uh, yeah, yeah oh, definitely. I don't know about you as well, but I think at some point soon, I'd like to see another Fireman album. Yeah, especially in this, especially in this style where they've they combine the lyrics and like maybe if they you know maybe release like even just like a forty minute album it doesn't have to be anything yeah. too long just like have a selection like ten solid tracks yeah. with like lyrics and like wacky production I think it could be I think there's there's still some life left in the fireman I'd like them to see some, make another album I think that would be really cool as well I mean this is from two thousand and eight so you know this is a already uh, some time back exactly and, uh, I, I think yeah. yeah. I'm sure a lot of the hardcore Paul fans would want to see it. I think Electric Arguments amongst the hardcore McCartney fandom is, well, I pretty appreciate it. I don't really know many people who I've spoken to about Paul who really like really in-depth about Paul and have been like, oh, you know, Electric Arguments isn't all that. I think a lot of people, no matter what Paul you, you're into the most, like people, a lot of people, a lot of McCartney fans get it with this yeah. album, which is nice to see. Definitely, definitely. No, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a special album. And and pretty underrated and uh, you know difficult to rank in in that sense because it's mm. so you know uh, so different from his other output, mm. especially thinking about the whole instrumental part. I mean, where do you put it in perspective next to his mm. other work? But uh, yeah, yeah, I really like it as well. Yeah, like if I yeah, I'll say like if I was choosing my per, just personal favorite rankings, like this is this is the only real album that I feel like could change quite a few spaces depending on my mood. It could exactly. creep up, it could creep oh, creep down. It's it's the one. It's the only album where I'm kind of like oh. I need to figure out where to put you properly. I think if I was yeah. to do it, I could probably quite quickly. But Electric Arguments is a weird one because it kind of buzzes around a bit. It's, but it's, it's a really good lesson for sure. Yeah, Definitely. that's really well put. Yeah, I really agree with that point. Well said. Yeah. Um, so I think now we'll go on to uh, Kisses on the Bottom. I'm going to write words oh so sweet They're going to knock me off of my feet A lot of kisses on the bottom I'll be glad I've got him. I'm gonna smile and say. This is one that this is the one that uh, released February sixth, twenty twelve. Um, produced by uh, Tommy Lipuma, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, apologies. Um, this is a, this is an album. I don't really know what the general consensus on it is because it's kind of just forgotten about already, and it's not even well. It's nearly ten years old. Blimey, that's quite mad to think. But <laughs> that's um, crazy. But um, yeah. yeah, it's an. I, I, I think it's a pretty solid outing it's one of the weaker pool albums but it's not it's you know it's better than some of the ones it's better than the ones we mentioned earlier um in terms of the older albums anyway um but yeah it's strange the concept is cover album right and so looking at his other cover albums you you mentioned the russian album right and then you also mentioned mentioned run devil run and then the funny thing is just pure based on amount of plays i probably played this a lot more than those two Right? Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I was thinking about that today because it's a really, I mean, I don't know if this is a real, I don't want to sound like a backhanded compliment, but it's really easygoing and it's really inoffensive. 
Oh, right? you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a extremely inoffensive album, it's not so in a bad way. Right? It's, 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 really, yeah. it's, it's really good background music. Like I yeah. could I, I could just sit down and like, you know, crack open a nice beer or whatever and have this on. And that's kind of why I think Paul what I when looking into this album, that's kind of what Paul kind of said about it. It's an album that you can just sit down and have a glass of wine to. Like it's exactly it's, it's, it's nice. It's I think it's in terms of the stuff that he's put out, I'd say it's probably like one of the one of the weaker projects but it's you know that that's more just because it's it's not meant to be anything flashy um i think True. in terms of the in terms of the cover albums that he's put out so we're talking chelba pccp run devil run kisses on the bottom um i think it's better than the russian album yeah. I, I think it's it's a lot more refined production's pretty dated right on the russian album uh, so. yeah i i personally don't think it's quite as good as run devil run no i, I think agree. i i really like run devil run a lot i think yeah Maybe it's because of that whole connection of, you know, that that's what he was doing the year I was born or whatever. And yeah, but oh, no, also the vocals are amazing mm. on Run Devil Run. And he has a lot of, like, post-Linda's uh, uh, passing, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. angst and aggression in there. Uh, but also really touching songs. Uh, yeah, so I, I really like Run Devil Run uh, as well. No, no Other Baby is, like, a real highlight mm. as well. I listen, to that, I listen to that song a lot, surprisingly. Yeah. But, like, I'd say... But having said that, though, um, I do think that it's... The, the style of music that Paul's gone for on this on this covers album, like old American songbook stuff, it really complements his older voice. It does, it does. And how do it you really feel? Does. Yeah, I really like those songs, and I like that it's his inspirations, right? So yeah, there's yeah, also yeah, like yeah. an iTunes album with all the originals on this, which is not like uh, any uh, you know big release, but you know some mm. smart. Uh, person uh probably had the rights to some of this stuff and uh, but it's a it's a great listen because you can really put yourself into like this is what his dad and mom probably put on yeah yeah yeah. you know him being at home and this is the input he got so and it's also nice to think about stuff like this coming back in his own writing yeah exactly uh, so i like that yeah, yeah. Uh, i like uh, always is a sinatra song which i really like which you know he does a great version of how do you feel about the original so that's my valentine and only our hearts um, I think, well, I, th I think overall the album, one thing I will say quickly before I get into that, because this will yeah. kind of, it, the album can get a bit samey at times, yeah, but definitely. however, the, but the, but in terms of the new tracks, that's, that does not apply to them. I yeah. think they almost, they're kind of the standout, uh, My Valentine and Only Our Hearts, they, they kind of stand out almost as like, yeah. they're two of my favorite tracks off the album. I do think there's some brilliant covers though on here as well. Um, I think it's this. Uh, weirdly, this is one of those albums. That I think it, it's the second half is actually better than the first half. I think the first half it takes a while to get going a little bit. Yeah. But there's some great. I think my favorite tracks on here. I'd probably say "Accentuate the Positive" is pretty fun. Yeah. As I said, "My Valentine" always, like you said, is a really, is a really strong, really strong song. There, "Bye Bye Blackbird." No one here can love or understand. Me. Oh, what hard luck stories they all have. I like this. I like. I like the this, this, this sort of the approach he took to that song. It's a lot more mellow, because yeah. um, it's a, it's very very different. Get yourself another fool. I think probably. Oh, it's that's probably my favorite of the covers on here. Oh, yeah. Get yourself another fool. Uh, and, that, and then only our hearts, which I believe has because there's Stevie Wonder and Eric Clapton on here just pop yeah. up. Yeah, 
yeah on the, another, on the, on the two, Stevie on Wonder the two, collaboration on, right? on the two new tracks yeah, yeah um yeah. No, i mean say what you want about eric clapton as a person but he's an unreal guitarist that's true that's, that's true um, yeah. uh, he, he got this collaboration in before we really yeah. <laughs> really yeah. went off the rails so. and, uh, <laughs> yeah so and, uh, if, if you are watching eric clapton uh sorry but you know that yeah. is what well, it is it's his own uh, fault yeah but um but yeah but the you know stevie wonder's return um is yeah. is, is, is is always welcome he's, he's playing i forget the name of the instrument but he's on the that solo in Only Our Hearts. Yeah, I think it's a harmonica, right? Like a mouth. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a definitely like a mouthpiece yeah, exactly. instrument. It sounds um, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it sounds really nice. I, I, again, I, this is probably, it's kind of lower down on the sort of overall, yeah. on Paul's discography. But again, it's, it's, it's still a nice listen. I think, the, again, it says a lot about Paul's career that this is one of the not, like one of the like sort of middle of the road outings True, it's still yeah. very nice in, it's still very nice in parts and there's nothing it, it's not there's no song where you're like this is really offensive to my ears exactly exactly and it's 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 a charming little project you know that's the yeah, thing it is. It, it's because it is. a lot of a lot of his personality is in there there was this live recording session which they also put out as a like a a, a movie uh which is really good it's i think it's called something like live at capital studios um oh, okay and, you know, yeah. I can really recommend that. He does all of this live and he sings, you know, as well as the recording. And you can see all the musicians as well. So you see oh, uh, nice, Diana yeah. Krall, she does the, the all the jazz piano, which is, she's Elvis Costello's wife, right? And you see the drummers and, and the orchestra and all the other uh, musicians playing along. It's it's really, uh, I, well, you know, if you do listen to this, then it's a, it's a really nice compliment to the project. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I'd yeah. Agree. Okay. So my standouts, uh, uh, my Valentine. I think that's a great track. He, he's done it live lots of times as well. I really love that. Let a day go by without remembering the reasons why she makes me certain that I can fly. Um, so I, I think more I cannot wish you is just the way he articulates that song. I really liked it. I mentioned always, bye bye Blackbird. I, I share your sentiment. It's a great version. So yeah, it, it you know it's it's, it's yeah, a it's nice a, project overall. I can't be mad. You know maybe at the title, but you know yeah I, yeah it's it's a bit of a bit of a weird title, but you know we're, but you know exactly. we let we let it slide and it kind of makes sense when you actually listen to the first track. You're like oh exactly, that's yeah. why. Uh, but yeah, let's just, I think we'll dive ne next into kind of the next kind of next project, um, which is new. Released on October 11, 2013. Um, and we've got a bunch of producers on here. You've got Giles Martin, Paul Epworth, Mark Ronson, and uh, Ethan Johns. I don't know about you, but, but on the surface, when you see, oh, the newest Paul McCartney album is called No, you're kind of like, that's really lazy. But then actually listening to it, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is quite different sounding to a lot of the McCartney albums that have come out in the last, well, the last few albums that have come out in that, in that century. It is, it is. News quite, news quite different. Yeah, it's it's not the most original title. It is fitting, you know, like you said, with with the content and with you know the the, the way that he uses different producers on this album and uh, you know the 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 life he still had in him because you know with every album 
from basically from uh, uh, memory almost full. I mean, he ends that album with the end of the end, right? So I was like, you know, is he going to release another album? Is he done? I don't know. Is he just going to keep touring? But then, you know, he keeps surprising you. So, and then also with the covers album, you know, there are artists that do that later in life, but then don't come, yeah, exactly. come out with any original work anymore. So, and then we get new with the songwriting, you know, that was, you know, so, so in the end, it's a really fitting title. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, uh, yeah I think for me, the album, it's, I've had a bit of a weird relationship with this album. Why when is I that? first, when I, when I was first getting into Paul, I kind of listened, I was like, this is all right. And then I listened to it, and then, then I kind of listened to it, and then I listened to it, I'm like, oh, no, actually, I, I really, really dig this album. And now I listen to it, and now I think, I've, it's, again, I think it's still pretty good. I, I kind of have a better opinion than when I first started yeah. off, but it's, I, I don't love it as much as I used to, say, maybe a couple of years uh. ago. The first half of the album is really strong, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think nearly all the songs on like the first, like for example, when I spun the vinyl the yeah. other day, like the first half of the album I think is really good. It does take a slight dip in the second half, and some of the tracks are a bit, clunky yeah. but it's overall it's a pretty it's a pretty it's a nice listen i don't think it's quite as good as say chaos or memory almost full or even electric arguments yeah. but it's it's a, again it's a really nice listen i can see why it got a lot of praise at the time because it's quite different for paul it was quite a new style again old and new it i think it's 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 definitely a, it's definitely a, a work that's worth checking out yeah. well yeah i agree i think it's really interesting with the producers because these are like really big names i mean giles martin has basically been like the the the, the son of george martin the beatles producer and uh they're the caretaker of their legacy the last uh however many years uh doing all the remixes and and remasters and uh, etc but then you know a name like Mark Ronson, which is you know like like one of our generation's biggest hit makers with songs like Uptown Funk mm. and and the whole Amy Winehouse output, but also you know Ethan Johns being a producer for like Kings of Leon's Kaiser Chiefs and Paul mm. Epworth producing Adele, Florence and the Machine, Rihanna, and you know writing like Skyfall big grammy winning hit so i was really interested because he he used this in in the promotional cycle a lot you know i'm working with these people and then dropping a single and so i was really looking forward to what they were going to do together and to me you know he gets away with it there are some like spotty moments like i think a song like everybody out there could could be uh you know a little bit corny you know i could miss that one uh, then actually, quite, actually, quite, actually, quite like that. Yeah, one, you do. Honest. Oh it's, no, that's not one I, of my favorites. I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell yeah. you why. I, again, that's on the second. There are some clunky songs on the yeah, second yeah. side. Don't get me wrong. But I think I don't know what it is about everybody out there. Like, I think it, I think I don't know. I, I think I'm just willing to roll with yeah. it. It's, it's it's supposed to be like a kind of anthem, and I kind of just dig it yeah, for that. Like just, fake crowd noises, they always get me. You know, and this is this is on and not just with Paul. No, you sure. know, it's it's with because uh, I had the same criticism about a. Uh, well, in my other podcast about a Jay-Z song, you know, Encore, like the original version has this, this fake crowd chant. And I don't know what it is, but I, I can't really get into that. It, I don't know why, you know, I, I mean, yeah. it's perfectly fine. But in, in some way, I, you know, he has some bonus tracks for this, Hell to Pay and Struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think they're much more interesting. So this is, to me, where some of the, I would have liked him swapping in some of the mm -hmm. bonus songs. But, you know, I do think uh, I like the uh, element of, you know, this uh, spontaneity of his collaborations with uh, Paul Epworth, because he's also a musician. He plays songs and uh, you can hear him. I think it's Paul Epworth on piano with Save Us and then Paul on drums or the other way around. No, it's the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can hear that coming together in the studio um, and also with Queenie Eye. So I like those songs a lot. 
I like alligator. I like new. I think on my way to work is pretty cool, you know, really going into his past. Uh, but early days as well. I, I think this is a really strong album. And I think one of the most underrated tracks is a bonus track uh, after Road, which I, I, I do understand, you know, the second half. I think Hosanna doesn't really go anywhere. It's like could be a fireman track if they put some extra production on it. And... Uh, yeah, that's oh, that's a great show. I'd love to see that because I feel like it'd be so much better exactly. off than that. Because yeah, it meanders, it meanders but it doesn't really the word. go anywhere. There you go. It's a me very. It's a song that really meanders at like Hosanna. It's it, that might be my yeah, might be my least favorite song on the album. That Hosanna. It's a bit dull. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I totally agree. And but then looking at her is like in the vein of uh, she's giving up talking, you know. But then it does work better than that song to me. It does, yeah. but I still don't, I still don't think it's anything. Looking at hers, not it's better than she's going to talk about. At the same time, I don't. It doesn't do a lot for me. Either. I think it's a bit, yeah. bit clunk, bit clumsy. Yeah, and that's clunky, also one clumsy. of the Martin collaborations. Um, so I think he doesn't win this mm-hmm. album. I think the other collaborations are stronger. I do like I Can Bet. That has a lot of energy, mm. a lot of sort of like wings yeah. synthesizer in there as well. But I'm your man. And then Road, you have to get through Road, but then Scared is like a, a really, really great follow-up to the end of the end, right? But much more, yeah, much less yeah. performative. And I'm not saying that as a criticism because I love the end of the end. But, you know, he's telling everybody his stories will be told of old, blah, blah, blah. But then Scared is like there's a bit of chaos and creation in there. I have to say I'm sorry. Don't feel sad for me. I think that's a mm, yeah, wonderful, that, wonderful track. I really love that one. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of standout tracks to me, I think um, pretty much the entire um, first side of yeah. the album, you know, Save Us, Alligator. On My Way to Work was one of the first, I think when I first listened to this album, this is the, On My Way to Work was probably the song that stood out to me the yeah. most. On my way to work, I bought a magazine Inside a pretty girl like to water ski to study history she had removed her clothes for the likes of me uh, Queenie Eyes pretty fun one as well Early Days is great I knew I think's a really fun little yeah, tune I like it um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you said like the second half kind of falls down like pr- Appreciate is a bit uh, everybody out there I think's one of the pretty pretty fun, pretty likable, but I know you're not sold yeah. on it. Hosanna's pretty boring. I can bet's pretty fun. Yeah, the, and then it kind of meanders again. But then Scared, I think, is probably my favorite track off the album. I would have liked to have seen Turned Out from the deluxe Turned edition. Out like, I would have really liked to see nice, yeah. Turned Out. I think of the of the extra bonus tracks, yeah. Turned Out's probably my favorite. Yeah, it's you know I think that would have fit better on than some of the other ones, but. Yeah, I, I say new. No, it's I definitely it's agree, very, and, and and also uh, I, I like uh, Hell to Pay. I even like you know Demons Dance. I mean, th- those are all songs yeah, which yeah. have made the second half more interesting. Yeah, so it's yeah, a bit safe in places. I, Maybe that's the right. Uh, yeah, that's very true. I think new. No, I think there's. It's certainly a good. It's certainly a good project. It's just there's 
there's a fair few um, of the of these McCartney albums I prefer to new, if that makes sense. I don't listen to new that often. Yeah. I would yeah. say. I do like it it's, though. Uh, For me, it it, it has some yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. value in being, you know, again oh, another yeah, yeah. album. So you know, it jumps. Around. This is also one that jumps around a bit in the rankings, but you know, mm. yeah. As I said, it's a you know a very good album. Not not quite great. I don't yeah, think solid. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely solid. definitely a yeah. solid definitely a solid one. Um, so well, Egypt stations. I remember, I remember this is the first album I actually remember sort of fully like all the marketing and stuff. I remember bits of New, but I didn't listen to New for a while until it actually came out. Yeah. But uh, 7th of September 2018, I remember this as well because this was kind of, I remember really getting to this album just before I started university oh. and I'm in my last year and it's crazy. So I remember like really getting into this album just before uni, yeah. like getting everything. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, Paul McCartney is actually listed as one of the producers on this album because on a lot of the albums he's not listed as the producer, especially like the co- in the collaboration albums. Obviously, on the McCartney ones, he's put as the producer, yeah. but you get a lot of albums where he's not credited as the producer. But it's interesting on Egypt Station when looking at it, he's actually credited as one of the producers. And then you've got Greg uh, Kirsten, Ryan Tedder, yeah. and then I've, Zach Skelton's on here, but he, I think he doesn't actually do any of the ones on like the official. No, he does. I think releases, it was good enough. Ones, yeah. So that's all the like the whole yeah, electronic yeah. bit. And then mercifully, Ryan Tedder has like only one song on the like the basic album without the bonus tracks. Mm. But then Greg Kirsten, I think that's a great production duo, McCartney and Greg Kirsten, because they really switch up the sound on this uh, project. And, uh, you know, again, I was so happy that there was something coming out because totally unexpected, right? So you had this whole media Mm. blackout and then he started posting images on his Instagram, you know, and there were like McCartney forums going wild and stuff. And then the first singles uh, came out. You know, you pour over them and you, th- and you think, you know, what's this going to be? What direction is it going to go? How's the rest going to sound? How's this voice going to be? Because they do a lot of uh, uh, smart production tricks to make new sound pretty good, uh, you know, vocally as well. But it, you, you, it, it, it yeah. stands out, but not in a bad way. I mean, I'm not mad at it, but y- you, you can really hear that, you know, sometimes he embraces his old man voice like on early days. And then, you know, oh, yeah, that's that's the state of his voice right now. Yeah. So, yeah. But then, you know, and, and then Egypt Station comes out and, you know, what ha- what, what, what were your impressions? I mean, you had a, like this whole special period in your life where it, mm. it actually got released. I mean, yeah, I just remember the stuff coming out first. I remember I remember being so excited, yeah. like I was just going absolutely crazy um probably like, not the most excited i've been for a mccartney announcement album release probably behind well the next album yeah, after yeah. this but um i think with egypt station i remember I, I, there was a part of me that was really worried i was like what if this is just terrible yeah. like what if like the like what if it's just my luck like as soon as i'm waiting for that album he releases it and it's absolutely awful but i don't know at least for me i think it's it, the album's got a great wide range of sounds yeah firstly and it also i think paul revisits a lot of um, a lot of old kind of styles and things that he's done in previous um, albums. And it also talks about things, again, like in the, some of the better works of the, that he's done from the last century, yeah. like old and old and new. I think there's so many, it's, it's, a, it's a strong session of stuff here. Like there's some bonus tracks that I think really 
missed out. But at the same time, I can look at the tracklist from Egypt Station and be like, I can see why f- there's a lot of so- why he kept these songs on here. It's, it would have been it's, it must have been a nightmare to kind of decide which of these songs would and wouldn't go on the album because there's true, true. a strong outline of work. I think for me personally, um, I, as, as I said, you know, new, new like contemporary and old sounds as well. I think there's some really great sort of musical moments on here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of this. I think this is one of his one of the best albums he's put out recently. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's really strong on first listen because of you know the range of sounds and it's really interesting which ways he goes. Uh, but I think it holds up as well on repeated listens. Uh, I think you know it's really uh, bold of him to start off the album with like a very vulnerable slow track like I don't know. I'm not too happy with some of the singles. Like, come on to me, you know, it's pretty basic. Uh, for you, I think, you know, uh, I, I can't really get into that. But then, you know, it, it, it evens out in the end. I mean, I, I would have wished he'd switched this with, you know, one of the first bonus tracks I got into, which when it, when it was released, uh, you had like the bonus version with Get Started and Nothing for Free. And I think Get Started... Mm. Is like such a strong track. I mean, that's one of my one of my favorite McCartney tracks. I think it's really for late late mm. period. You know, I mean, and it's it's also one of these tracks where he plays all the instruments himself as well. Dominoes is one of those as well. I really like that style. Like McCartney really going into the studio with an idea. I mean, it, it makes me think of like, uh, I don't know if you know the song uh, uh, Come and Get It, which uh, Badfinger, it, it's a, like, like a hit he yeah, wrote for Badfinger, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But the original version yeah, yeah, is yeah. also on, uh, like I think, Anthology. I don't know if they put it on the Ivy Road Deluxe. I don't know. Probably. I think they they did yeah, as well. I think yeah. it was. Um, I think they did. So it's on the anthology. I think it, the come and get it as well. Yeah, Paul, it's, like, it sounds demo. amazing. Yeah, but then yeah. there you hear, you know, his his particular drum drumming style. You know, the bass, the piano, the the inflections he uses with playing all these instruments, and then just this idea popping up in his brain, and then coming to fruition and he does that a lot on this album so i really love that Mm -hmm. i love the acoustic stuff like confidant happy with you uh and he has some of these sort of like 80s throwbacks like uh, stuff like people want peace sounds a bit like you know flowers in the dirt stuff you know which is a bit Mm -hmm. more Uh, off mm -hmm. the ground you know he has some of these badly Mm -hmm. like world world peace songs but you know he gets away with it you know if if i'm being honest yeah because i was just i was gonna say because kind of going through it again i kind of Go, when we talk about him revisiting old stuff again, I think I don't know always sounded very chaos and creation to me, and I think that's yeah. why it's one of my all-time favorite Paul songs. I don't know is just brilliant. Yeah. I great think lyrics, it's, great it's voice, so so good. Yeah. It, it it it's just it, it hits me every time. Yeah. Like every time I've I've 
I've every ever every time I listen to this song, I just love it so much. Like I just got this song as soon as I as soon as I heard it, I was like, I just get this song. It's so brilliant. Um, you know, come on to me. Is I I kind of see that that's kind of Paul trying that kind of contemporary pop hit, and I think it if that and for you, I I do quite like come on yeah. to me. For you's a bit. I, I don't know. For you has grown on me a bit. I don't. I, when it first came out, I think people act. Some people acted like. Um, you know, he'd done this absolutely horrendous song. Like I've seen people say, like, this is one of the worst songs of the year. And yeah. I'm like, I really don't think I really don't think it is. Like it's it's, not it's, it's nothing amazing. Yeah. yeah, I think people uh, people just I think were way too harsh on he's it. Just, he's, um, he, again, you can hear yeah. that he's having fun, right? So yeah, why would you take it that seriously? That's my thing. Yeah, I mean exactly, I, I exactly. still don't really exactly. like the song, but I also don't think there's enough reason to dislike it in that particular way. I mean, I just don't I really care. For it, but you know, I I think I kind of like it just because people got really offended by it because of the wordplay. Yeah, play. He, yeah, he's pretty it's, cheeky it, with that. You know, that's yeah. yeah that's like fun. people are like, why is this old? What? Why is this old man saying? You know, like this this sort of uh, you know the sexually explicit yeah. lyric. I'm like, oh, like come on, like you know, like it's. Yeah, what, just because of his age, it doesn't mean anything. Like he's and he's always uh, done just, that. You know, he has tracks like yeah, "Murder of exactly. Love" or it's, you know stuff like that. It's really exactly, hilarious. Exactly, yeah. it's, it's it's funny. Like just uh, you know, like it just I like it because it winds people up. I think I, I do like to I do like a yeah. bit of a wind up every now and then. Um, like you said, well, people want peace as well. You said like that always reminds me of "Come on, people." Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But in a and nice way, think, you know, yeah. it's yeah. sort of like a yeah, revisit yeah, 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 of yeah. a certain idea. So, and but then exactly, what's the yeah, balance, yeah. right? Because you you where are the new ideas so and i think there's just enough that it evens out for me i mean it's okay mm. if you revisit stuff i mean you definitely do and revisit certain themes and styles but you know the upgrades to me are stuff like back in brazil which i think is really really cool with the like uh, instrumental breakdown in the middle Japanese chant, Ichiban, you know, I think that's really cool stuff. Yeah. Just like a sort of idea that stuck with him. Like he's on tour and he thinks, Ichiban, oh, that's a great word. And I'll just throw it in there, you know, <laughs> just use it for the chorus. Yeah. And I, I really yeah. like stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I also like, again, his, uh, you know, he's really good at these medleys. I mean, despite repeated warnings, it's a bit, you know, the whole, it, it seems to be about like Trump or America or whatever, which, you know, uh, that's the that's one or the other to me. I mean, I, I like it when he sings about stuff which is maybe a bit closer to him, like UK or where he's lived or you know his family or whatever. But uh, it does really work as a medley to me. And then you get the bonus mm. medley with uh, "Hunt You Down" and "Naked and Ceiling." So. You know, it, it it ends really strong to me as well. Yeah. yeah, I think just in general for me, there's not really many massive dips. I said for you is a bit of a dip, yeah. and who cares? Who cares? And who I, cares? I don't really well, care for who cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get those. Those are dips, but for me, they're not yeah. like I'm. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't have any outright hatred yeah. for these for these songs. Well, hand, to be honest, hand like, in I think hand it's, it's, to me is also not really. You know, it's 
it's it's very off and on. So uh, uh, once you get, oh, a, I love I you love do? Hand in hand. Oh, well, to me, I love yeah, hand but in he, hand. he like to me dominoes and back in Brazil so strong and then do it now as well. So to me, it's just like a small interlude. I'm not really mad at it. It's just you know, if I need to be critical somewhere, you know, it, it would be those tracks. Yeah, I think hand in hand is just a really great ballad. It's it's got like that really nice intimate vibe, yeah, yeah. and then that that solo on. Um, the solo it's like again, a flute it, it sounds like right? one of the, like a yeah. flute kind of one. Yeah, it's 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 just a really lovely song. It's like mm-hmm. it's just a classic modern Paul Ballad. Only when we understand everything in life is planned, can we make this dream come true. I just think there's so much to there's so much to really like from this album. I can kind of there's I think you can give credit for nearly everything that's on this album, but there are some there's some bonus stuff on here that's really good, and it's a shame that some of it didn't get put on. Like you said, get started and nothing for free. I really like Frank Sinatra's party. That's a really nice it's one. It's so, it's 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 prop. I mean, it sounds like proper sort of white guy reggae, yeah. but in a really good, but in a good way. In a good well, way. Well, and he has. Like, you know, I think you know, if, if if there's someone who makes a song like that, I mean, he's been doing that since Wings, you know, with Susie well, and the Red Stripes Obla D, Even, and Obla D. So I mean, he, I think he he can get away yeah. with it if somebody can get away well, with yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, right. And it's, it's and it's pretty good because Paul McCartney's obviously a great musical mind. It's pretty good white guy it, reggae. It you is, know what I mean? It's, I also it's, like the 60 Second holds, Street though. I'm really partial to these yeah, acoustic noodling little mm. things. I mean, if you'd make a playlist with all his, you know, acoustic vibe jams, I mean, I, I, yeah, that would be wonderful. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, and then there was the, um, the. I remember as well for Record Store Day, there was that sort of single that was released. Was what it is, um, in a hurry? In in a, in, a, in a hurry, and um, oh, I'll quickly look yeah, it up. Gosh, sure. I had it, I had it up earlier. Yeah, home tonight and in a yeah. hurry. That was it. Those are nice. I love yeah. those. Those. I think those would have fit really nicely on Egypt Station. I think those maybe should have been on the album, and you take out for you and maybe uh, who cares definitely yeah those maybe even come on to me i mean uh and, and get get I'll, I'll, get started I'll, I'll, I'll t- get started yeah. in there somewhere mm, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it if it means because yeah you know what? Yeah. I, I would take i would take a lot of those bonus tracks for come on to me i do like come on to me but you know i'd, I'd rather have get started nothing for free yeah. 60 second street i know i'd take frank sinatra's party on that I'd, I'd get frank sinatra's party i don't know what it is about that track it just yeah it really I that was one of my most listened to songs last year. Oh, that's that's <laughs> I don't so know funny. why. Yeah. Just walking down the street, just like listening to this really weird song, just like Fee Five. Well, yeah, but I like I'm it when he does it. Only. That's the same as with like mm. the, the sea chant on electric mm. arguments, right? With the gospel song. I like it when he does that, you know, these 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 crazy sort of like bit you know he, he he gets away with that i think it's just really cool when he does that you know so i i agree with you yeah. and i think it's really isn't it a joy that we get stuff like that you know even now or even just re- as recent as you know two three years ago that you can just jam yeah, out exactly. on a paul mccartney track in 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 2020 or 2019 or whatever you know so exactly yeah. right so should we get on to i think the well the last album so far yeah. of paul mccartney's 21st century output mm-hmm. and um I, I'm I'm really interested to talk about the latest projects again. It's you know it's still fairly it's fair it's still fairly fresh yeah. to the it was ears. Pretty late last year, uh, right? December something. Yeah, December. Uh, McCartney three. <laughs> 
the album was released on uh, December the 18th, 2020. It was recorded. Well, throughout 2020, I couldn't find anything in terms of detail of specific months. But I think it's sort of early, it's kind of as lockdown kicked off. Exactly. I mean, my thoughts. Album. Yeah. yeah. And re- produced by McCartney as well, obviously, kind of fitting that McCartney. Um, like tradition of him sort of producing it all, but also that that homely vibe that we talked about, and him being in a, in his in his own kind of studio. Um, I'm 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 a really big sucker for this album. Honestly, I think it's I think it's so so good. Like the first first time I listened to this album, I was like, this is a really strong album. I I was so excited for it when it was announced because it was like, oh, you know, not just any old Paul McCartney album, but like in that McCartney three style. I was so excited to see what he could come up with. Because it kind of came out of nowhere. It did. It did. It, you know, the announcement was, was, was there, and then a couple of weeks later, and it got pushed. I think with a, one week, which had to do with the pressing yeah, of yeah, all yeah. The, the, the different vinyl versions. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Well, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on on this. Sure. On this so to me, you know, uh, when again the anticipation when you heard about it, you know, here he comes, and he dropped a trailer this time with all these little fragments of stuff from the album. You know, and of course, all Paul, all produced, all played by himself. Um, you know, I, I, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking about about his vocals because I was just, you know, I love that he got the chance to finish this concept, and and the 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 sort of the poeticness of this being the part one in 1970, part two in 1980, which are also they both rank pretty high in the Paul discography for me. I really like it when he just, you know, mm. locks himself in a studio with with a four or eight track recorder and uh, a bag of weed probably. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I was really interested to see where it would go. I like the snippets that I heard. And then, you know, the album dropped and uh, I really, I, I'll be honest, I had to get used to it, you know, um, I liked it, but you know, the first song is like an instrumental, really meandering. I thought, you know, this is fine. Uh, you know, and then you get some of the vocals, which are a, a bit rough, rougher around the edges. But, you know, I, I do I do like that, that he embraces them. He doesn't uh, try to auto-tune them or, or put too much effects on them. And, uh, you know, I, I think I need more plays and, and, and more years. I mean, it's, it, it's been out only a couple of months. And, you know, compared to the rest of his discography, which we've had years with, right? You've lived with this stuff for years and listened to it so many times. So, you know, I, I think overall I'm really happy that he released it. I think there's some strong tracks on it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, that's also the problem with ranking it right now. I mean, it's also a very, very unique album. You know, I'd rather rank the three McCartney albums than, you know, <laughs> than in the whole of his yeah, discogra- yeah, yeah. discography, right? So. Yeah. yeah. What, what yeah. are your thoughts on on the album? I think I think to me this is kind of what you kind of this is one of the things you as a whole I think this album is kind of what you want from a modern day Paul McCartney album. Like it's it uh, there's not really it's it's just him kind of just going to the studio making what he wants to really. It's it's you know it's stuff that it's it definitely has it definitely sounds more modern, but it's it's it it does sound a lot more timeless than some of the stuff that he's put out recently. Yeah. Like take New for example, a lot of New sounds very current whereas like you know i I do think a lot you know it i do think mccartney three sounds a bit more bit more timeless than than a lot of his other work um i I think it's just you can definitely see it's one of his more creative albums under the paul mccartney name for sure it's not quite fireman levels but it's there's definitely i definitely think that he's trying to be it's definitely one of his most creative albums um 
I'd say in terms of standout tracks. Yeah, well, um, I was I was say, wondering if, how yeah, do you feel about yeah. you know "Find My Way" as a single because we earlier we we talked about the themes and sort of like rewriting the same song. Mm. Uh, mm. do, do, is, is, is that a standout track? Or did did you like it as a single? Uh, or? See, that was one of the few songs when I listened to it at first, I was like, mm, not keen on this. Yeah. But as the more I listen to this album and I give it a spin, I think it slowly creeps off me as being. And now I'd say it's a standout track yeah. for me. Like I really, it's got a really great sort of um, jam, like kind of jam vibe yeah. to it in terms of like the, the the guitars, the guitar work. I think it's got, it's got a really nice riff. The drumming on it is really cool. Like the kind of the snare. Yeah sound that he's got going on there like it's 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 a really nice uh I, yeah find my way i think it's I, I, it's really grown on me and i, I think it it's it kind of suits the it suits the vibe of being the, the lead single off the album because it's well it's the most contemporary sounding definitely yeah, well, yeah also, I, I, it's, agree, it's, it's, I agree i it, agree it's it, the production it looks choices, in that kind of lockdown yeah vibe. exactly and the yeah, production yeah. choices it, are really yeah. cool i think he embraces his vocal he does some really like like uh, falsetto singing uh, with his old mm. man Paul voice, which is really cool. He does some uh, yeah, multi-track yeah, yeah. backing vocals, which are really, really nice as well. So, and and to me, you know, looking at his albums, he always has this like this up-tempo uh, sort of off-the-cuff single. So maybe something like "Driving Rain" would have been, you know, that song. "Fine Line" is definitely in the same vein. You know, uh, maybe mm. "Ever Present Past." You know, these. So to me, it's like a new. Is also it's sort of a rewrite in that vein, but then I, I think looking at that series of songs, I really think it's one of the stronger ones, and I like the lyrics because they're also mm. like "I'll I'll help you out, reach the love you feel inside." They're very like uh, hopeful and very like yeah, it, it, yeah. It, he's telling you what his does what his music does for you, or at least for me, you know. So exactly. yeah, I really I love that, that. Yeah. and uh, I think it was mm. very fitting, uh, you know, in in pandemic times to get you know this track from him. So. Towards the light, I'm open round the clock, I don't get lost at night. Yeah, I think in terms of standout tracks, I'd say, well. Long Tail Winter Bird, I really love. Yeah. I think it's a great instrumental. That was that was kind of the, one, the first one of the first songs I've really sort of stuck with yeah. me when I, after listening to the album. I think it's a great instrumental. It's it's got so many different influences. It even sounds kind of Celtic. Yeah, almost definitely. It's got a very Celtic yeah, yeah. vibe. It's really interesting. Like, Find my way, like we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, deep deep feeling is I think really really cool. It's again, it's one of the most creative songs in here, and it's, I think there's just. Uh, it's it's an eight minute song, but it, it really doesn't feel it. It feels shorter than that. I just it's a really nice creative. Don't you love that he puts it like smack in the middle? I mean, I I, I mm. understand looking at like the vinyl because then it'll probably it ends uh, probably side A or something. I think it, it or, starts, or it starts side, side B. B? Okay, does. there you go. Well, yeah. then I think it's again it's a brave choice because you know. You, and in in streaming times, you know, this is this is you get like a nearly a ten minute break smack in the middle of your album, and you know this. Is, I really love the song as well. I think it's really cool, really experimental. But I it, I I have heard you know in my home here, it, it does get on the people's nerves sometimes, you know, with the repetition oh, of great. the lyrics. But you know, uh, I, I I really disagree with that. Mm. Just for the record, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but mm. I also love like "Kiss of Venus." It's like such a great little ballad. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I like sliding, sliding as yeah, well. Yeah, that's I really like so sliding. much energy. 
it's, it's yeah. a rocker, great rocker as well. Like, I like I, I like it when Paul does those rock and those yeah. sort of rockers. I'd like to see him do more sometimes because sometimes I don't think we get enough, especially in more recent yeah. times. But sliding's got a very cool, like kind of modern rock kind of vibe. I agree. To it. I mean, it it, it I really, really like holds up. So, and I'm interested, right? So when when winter comes, uh, which is obviously listening to his voice recorded much earlier. When winter comes, I must find the time to plant some trees in the meadow where the river flows. In time to come, they'll make good shade for some poor soul. When winter comes. So I thought I read something about this being recorded in the same sessions uh, around Flaming Pie uh, with the, the song Great Day and another one. It's early it's early 90s, isn't it? And then those we ended up, well, yeah, so the, that's the 90, Calico 7, Skies. 90, 90, 95, ones. 96, 97. What? I, think the, I think it was 92, with like those, oh, some of the recordings true, from Flaming, Flaming Pie. Pie. Yeah, some of, exactly. Some of the recordings from the, the early 90s for like ended up being on Flaming Pie. So I think it's like Calico Skies maybe and A Great Day or something yeah. like that. So I think that's where that's where when winter comes kind of fits yeah. in, uh, which is I think that's I'd say that's my personal favorite song off the album. Yeah. Personally, I can imagine. And, and why did you think he he did that? Because every other McCartney album, McCartney one and McCartney two, uh, I mean, if he if he if he uses an old song, he he re-records it. Mm. Look at your loving flame, well, right? Yeah. And here he just uses mm. the original audio, which is pretty. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, like a brave choice in, in certain regards because yeah. it, it really highlights I, yeah. the difference with his current voice. Mm. Yeah, I think just as well, though, it, it's kind of, I suppose, well, from what I've heard, he obviously, I think the reason why he did it was because he thought it was, it deserve, it, di it didn't deserve just to be relegated to bonus yeah. track for the Flaming Pie archive. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I think he obviously wanted to put it on something. I think maybe... It, I think maybe as well he, why he may have done it as well is maybe because it's obviously the McCartney brought like albums as a whole, like they're, they're sort of his, some from some of his older work that like you're talking 1980, 1970. So I think him using a, an older track that's maybe dug deep. It's kind of keeping with that theme of like, you know, old and yeah. new. And I, I, I really love it. Cause it, again, it, you know, it fits in, I think it fits with the album perfectly yeah. when winter comes. Um, but, but you're also getting very like Ram, flaming pie kind of vibes as That's well with true. it the whole farm I love, I love life it. thing I love the, yeah love the imagery yeah, yeah, very yeah. ram especially with the but then the kind of the voice and the guitar playing is very flaming yeah. pie it's it's a nice it's a nice kind of uh mix yeah. of like old old mccartney and and, and like 90s for I, I think that's probably my I favorite agree, one but i think mccartney three as a whole is one of the one of the strongest works i think good well yeah I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I like it as well i'm always happy with new paul music I think it's really well put. The bridge that he built towards like his older output, I think that's really uh, well thought out by you. And uh, I think it's a provocative choice, again, to put it on there, but I do think it's one of the stronger tracks. But I'm, I really like the new tracks as well, the Find My Way. I also like like Pretty Boys, Women and Wives. Those are two strong tracks in succession. You know, it's, uh, yeah, a great little, little album. And I'm really curious to see, you know, in the coming years with a bit more distance where it's going to land for me because... I know that I just need more plays and more more space between the release and and uh, you know where where it'll eventually end up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as, I think as a, as a kind of closer, yeah. I kind of guess go back to the question that we that I initially kind of set mm -hmm. out. How has 
Paul McCartney, in your opinion, adapted into the 21st century? Um, and what is it? So like, obviously your opinion, but also like, what do you think, what has he done to adapt to the 21st century and has he done it well? Yeah. So, well, I think my, my opinion on his output is that it's really, uh, like as we discussed in the beginning, underrated and strong period of pause. I think if you, you could put it up to his 90s output, definitely, probably his 80s output as well. Uh, so uh, I, I think that's really cool. Um and and how has he adapted? Well, you, you mentioned the producers with, with the intro on each album. I think he made some smart choices there. Uh, I think his collaborations, I think those are really smart. I mean, they didn't always end up on the albums. But for example, in, in 2012, he did a song with uh, former Nirvana members. Uh, Dave Grohl and uh, and some other guys cut me some slack. Oh, uh, so Chris Chris Novoselic is the the bassist. Thank from you Nevada, and Pat yeah. Smear. I think so. That, I mean that's really cool. He he stays relevant in that regard. It, we, we discuss his collaborations with Kanye, but for example Kanye West, but for ex- and uh, Rihanna, but he also did Hope for the Future for an Xbox game soundtrack. Right, so he re- repurposed an old song, changed the lyrics, and made sure that you know there's a, a McCartney link there as well. Uh, But then he also keeps doing his own thing and uh, he keeps building on his legacy. So I think the balance there is a really important part of why his output is so strong. He, He moves along with the new times, he finds the right collaborators, but he also never forgets to build on this legacy. So and I think that the combination of those two things, uh, you know, uh, is the reason why we're talking about him right now. Yeah, I'd agree. I think I think the reason why I think Paul McCartney in the 21st century, I think he's been able to adapt very well because, like you said, he's kept up with the times in terms of producers. Yeah. He's always he's always willing to work and work with people, like you said, with modern popular artists, and even even if he's not necessarily working with them in the studio or whatever he's you can see he's developed sort of friendships even with people like what taylor swift yeah. and stuff and i'm sure they i'm sure they've spoken about music i'm sure maybe there's something subconsciously that's slipped in to paul's music because of this person or that person uh, and he's not one of those musicians that's like oh all you know ev- all the artists nowadays aren't as good like he's he's willing to you know work and cooperate with people yeah. but he stays true to, he stays true to himself yeah as well, well that's, yeah. like there's certain it's a mix of old and new he's able to maybe produce songs with like a more contemporary sound but there's like the him maybe talk about songs from the past yeah. and at the same time maybe having songs that sound more timeless and having talk about stuff that's happened in his life recently i think he's able to just mix that old and new keep fans look you know like you know for example you and me who've you know obviously know all the stuff yeah. back to front but i think if people were to actually give his newest stuff a chance i think they'd actually like a lot of it or at least portions of it and because there's a lot there's a lot there yeah well i i wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree <laughs> and uh well i think i think i think that's the perfect way to kind of close this off i'd like to thank you um Marnix, for coming on and chatting to me it's been it's been a real pleasure it's been a lot of likewise fun. my pleasure and uh thanks so much uh for this great discussion you know uh, i do it any day any day any day again yeah sure i just you want to plug your podcast one more time yeah more so if you, to help you by out. chance have any listeners who who understand dutch you can <laughs> you and and you want to you never know yeah you never know so you know uh you can find us uh, we're called pilot talk so the easiest way is probably our instagram that's at pilot talk nl nl for dutch and uh, we also have this uh, this website, which we, we link in the bio, where you can find our episodes. Or you can find us through your Spotify, Apple Music, or any other, uh, not Apple Music, but Apple Podcasts, uh, or any other platform. Just uh, search for Pilot Talk uh, NL, and you'll find us. Yeah. Awesome. As I say, one more time, Onyx, thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.